can't judge a person and it turns out you didn't have the whole story? Ever learn there was a lot more to that story than you first realized? I'm Kimberly. And I'm Rebecca. Join us as we separate the little lies from the big reputations. everyone. Welcome to our podcast, Big Reputations. Before we get started on sharing the reputations of other women with you, let us tell you a little bit about ourselves. We actually met in 2010 while working at Barnes & Noble in Tribeca, Manhattan, New York. That was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> We're old. I had actually just moved to New York to start my PhD program, and I was hired as a head cashier. That is the the person who controls the money-ish. <laughs> Ish. Uh, so I was at CUNY Brooklyn College. I was studying film marketing and working part-time as a bookseller. I was the one who found the books. But yeah. I did later become a head cashier. And yes. you're also, you're missing the receipt paper. That's another key <laughs> component of being a head cashier is finding the receipt paper. Finding the receipt paper and wrapping the presents. Oh, that was a highlight. I actually really did like wrapping Not gifts. on Sunday mornings. But anyway, despite what our coworker Lynn suggested, we actually became really good friends. Oh, Lynn. And I mean, here we are, 11 yeah. years later, making a podcast. Look at us. <laughs> All right, everyone. So what we wanted to do was sort of introduce ourselves to you through a little question and answer with one another. So I'm going to ask Kim a few questions, and after she answers, she'll switch and ask me a few questions. So, Kim, starting real easy here. Mm -hmm. What makes you a feminist? This feels very loaded, because I feel like there's hot-button feminist things and, like, chill feminist things, but I think... For me, it just boils down to the simplest thing. Like, I want things to be equal. Men and women should have the same opportunities. I'm not sure how active I am, but every day I at least try to uplift a woman or at least, you know, put down a man. It's, <laughs> it's called balance. Balance. Yes. All right. All right. Good answer. Good answer. Um, so who's your favorite strong or complex female character? So the one that I grew up with was Buffy Ann Summers, also known as Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So I watched that all when I was a kid. It was like one of the first shows that like I picked on my own to watch. She definitely helped me out during my developmental years. She taught me a lot about strength, loyalty, standing up for yourself. That's a really big thing. And I learned it from Buffy. And I, I do confess I didn't watch Buffy until my adult life, but I, I can absolutely see where you would have gotten those qualities from her all right here's a weird one mm -hmm. when did you start judging women and what made you question why you did that so i feel like no matter how i answer this i'm gonna sound like a bitch <laughs> so i judge everyone men women babies cats never dogs though never no. dogs they're perfect you can't judge dogs no. that's just like that there's being a bitch and there's being a horrible person yeah <laughs> Dogs are perfect. Um, so I have a lot of opinions. But if I'm answering honestly, it's more of a defense thing. So I'm I'm a fat person. You can't hear it, you know, but I am. No, you can't hear <laughs> you can't hear weight in people. <laughs> so like as a fat person in America, people always have jokes. So I feel like I need to look at you, size you up, and like I've already made a judgment based on you, just in case you have something to say about me. 
that's not fair. I'm trying to uh, unlearn that negative energy and like it's baby steps. Like I'm getting there. But I mean, I think that's a big, uh, I mean, you're saying baby steps, but I think that's a big step in recognizing that this is why you do something and, and it can help you unlearn it if you are searching to unlearn it. I am, but it's taken me a while. Yeah. Now I can see, I can say something in my head nasty about someone and then just go, oh, you know why you did that <laughs> and you shouldn't do that. But then I need to actually get past that and then, you know, unpack why I'm doing it, why I'm still doing it. So we're working on that. All right. All right. Well, working on it is, is I think, an important thing. Question four. Because, you know, I'm numbering these questions. So As you should. Which women in your life did or do you look up to and why? So I would say my mom. Aww. <laughs> my mom, uh, she was a single mom and she Shout worked. out to Rovi. <laughs> Shout out to Rovi. She's a single mom and she worked her ass off. So she worked to be the kind of person that I always wanted to be. And it's weird because like there's a lot of things that she's done that I can appreciate, but I can look at it and say I don't want to be that person because she worked so much that like there wasn't a lot of time for me, but there was money to do things that I wanted to do because she worked. So now, you know, I'm getting married. I'm hopefully going to have forever that two-person household. Who knows? So I know I, I want to spend more time with my kids. Mm-hmm. And I know that from seeing things my mom wasn't able to do with me. So she's constantly an example yeah. for good or bad. I love Rovi. I'd Like I said, shout out to Rovi. I mean – Poor woman, the first time she met me. <laughs> I'm going to share this story That's now amazing. for everyone. Do um, it. I wasn't feeling good. I'd had a couple drinks, but I wasn't drunk. No. I was just sick. You had two drinks. Yeah, I, I literally was not drunk, but it made me sick. And so I refused to get on the train. So Kim and another friend of ours, Naomi, decided that they would help me walk home. Even though I, was, I, I did eventually get on the train about yeah. halfway through. But... As part of our walk there, I was like, I need to go sit down. And she's like, well, let's go sit on my mom's stoop. And then I was like, but I really need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and so she texted her mom and we went inside. And I was like, hi, Kim's mom. Nice to meet you. Can I use your bathroom? <laughs> and she lived in a studio apartment. I've never been so embarrassed in my life. Like, honestly, every time I see her, all I think is that this is what she's thinking about. And probably she's moved on. I don't know. Maybe she has <laughs> But that is definitely, like, something that stuck with me. The best part of that story is, as Rebecca's in the bathroom, my mom pulls me to the side and is like, what did she take? (laughs) And I'm like, she didn't take anything, I promise you. And she's like, no, no, you can tell me, what did she take? And I was like, no, she's not on anything. My mom was just like, okay, sure. So she might think you're a drug addict. (laughs) Oh, my God. And, like, seriously, I'm the person who's, like, most afraid to do drugs. Like, I've never smoked pot because even though it's... Like, ever, ever. Ever, ever. I've been with people who have, Mm -hmm. but I haven't done it. And there's, like, it's legal, at least where we live. Yeah. I don't know. I just... Nope. Honestly, at this point in my life, I think it's more a matter of how it would affect my body. Like, if I don't react well to alcohol, how would I react to, to other yeah, drugs? So I, mean, I just skip it. Yeah, I'm fine on that because I I can't have it. Like, I get way too paranoid and anxious. <laughs> and it's like a I can't come down thing. So I'm just, I'm okay not having any yeah, weed. It's I like, okay. More for other people. Exactly. More yeah. for other people. I'll drink the booze. You have the weed. It's cool. 
All right, one one more question for you. Yes. What are your goals as a woman in the 21st century? Another loaded one. You know, that's how I roll. <laughs> um I want to raise wonderfully brilliant children, and I also want that to be okay. Like I don't want some huge career. I want something that gets me out of the house and like moves my mind. But I want to like raise great kids. And I want that to be okay. I want people to think that uh, that's not me giving up. You know? Mm-hmm. I want that to be like of the norm that you can make feminism what you want. Honestly, listeners, I want you to know, Kim and my sister Ashley are basically the same person. I love Ashley. <laughs> Shout out to Ashley. <laughs> She's loving this because she has been waiting for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, th- there's this idea of like, sure, I'm going to work and I'm going to make some money so that my kids can see that I that women can do these things yeah. too but I'm not I, I want to focus on my children when I can and how I can so I can see you both like obviously my sister Ashley's already a great mom I can see you being a great mom too oh fingers crossed <laughs> alright so now I have some questions for you I'm turning the tables adult All right. style alright so I liked your question so much I've stolen it from you what makes you a feminist? Okay, so I wish it were as easy as, well, I'm a woman, of course I'm a feminist. But honestly, these days, it does not seem to be that easy. Facts. People conflate feminists with misandrists. Like, I don't want to oppress men. I want all people, no matter their gender, to be equal. It's not my fault that so many men think that equality for women is oppression for men. Like, this is the problem. What? What is that? Why is that? When you lose your power over something, you think you're being oppressed. I don't know. Anyway, I'm a feminist because I want women and non-binary folks to have the opportunities that white men have always had. But what I am working on specifically is making my making sure my feminism is intersectional. Mm-hmm. As a white woman in the U.S., I need to recognize that when I feel oppressed, there are millions out there who are doubly or differently oppressed than I am. And I'm working to keep that a part of the conversation. So as a, as a Latinx studies professor, I think I can keep that in the forefront of my mind. But I, I think in my daily life, it's something I have to constantly remind myself of. Question number two, or letter B, however you wish. <laughs> so you're a teacher phenomenally what made you want to teach honestly (laughs) so i was thinking about this and it's a funny thing like i've always loved playing school more than playing house when i was a kid like i loved like getting the little workbooks to fill out and do the little math equations or the the fill in the sentence or connect the dots so (laughs) so i guess maybe it's always been a part of me but i specifically remember that when i left high school Many, many moons ago. Uh, yes, over 20 years. Whoa. They even have schools back then. <laughs> I'm going to slap you. <laughs> that I specifically did not want to be a teacher. Right? Like, I was so frustrated with the social dynamics as a student that I was just like, ugh, get me away from school in general. I'm not sure that I realized I wanted to teach until after I actually started teaching. You know, like that feeling that, I'm in the right place and I'm doing the right thing. And, you know, I was a Spanish major. 
I didn't know what the heck to do with Spanish besides teach. So I was like, well, I'll apply for this job teaching Spanish. So I did. And once I was in that, then I, I knew I was home. I, I love teaching students new things, uh, you know, whether it's the Spanish language, how to analyze literature, history or culture. And I love seeing them come to new realizations. But I also love learning and teaching forces you to continuously learn. Like, I can't just settle in one spot. Mm. I have to, whether it's learning new techniques or learning contemporary issues, whatever it is. I honestly learn the most from my students. And I think that's what makes me always want to keep teaching. <laughs> I love that. Why didn't I have teachers like you? My teachers were tired and boring. Because you went to Catholic school. Listen. Public school for the win. You went to public school outside of New York City, and that's a whole nother conversation. I mean, fair. Yes. Question number three, or letter C. Who were your female role models when you were growing up? Okay. Um, well, that's a tough one for me. Uh, as a kid, I tended to reject looking up to women. I had this idea that women were weak and less than, and that being a man was better. Uh, I mean, I think that was part of the mentality back then in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. You know, like, throw like a girl meant you couldn't throw a ball. And girls weren't supposed to get dirty. They were supposed to be quiet. And I was none of those things. So I just felt like I didn't belong in that world. And looking up to women kind of was like, but you're too girly, whatever that meant. Like, that's the patriarchy, like, <laughs> influencing me more than yeah. anything, right? But if I think about it more, I would say probably some of my teachers. Like, my third grade teacher, I loved her. She was so nice to me when I was the new kid in the school. And my fourth grade teacher was tough, but I still remember some of the lessons I learned from her, including how to eat a cupcake properly. That's where you learn that? Make it into a sandwich. I Yes. Anytime I am having a cupcake with people, <laughs> I'm like, you know, you should like rip it in half and make it into a sandwich. Like I've spread this knowledge. Mind so. blowing. Right? <laughs> I hope your teacher is proud. But now all these people know how to eat cupcakes Miss Stone. <laughs> you know, my high school Spanish teacher and my junior year English teacher probably influenced my teaching style the most. So I guess my teachers, but... If we're going to go with fictional characters, because I know you used uh, a fictional character when you were talking about Buffy. Buffy's not a fictional character. Oh. She, she exists. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's weird, but I would say the Babysitter's Club. Like, mm. as someone who's not a, necessarily a kid person, I really like the, the strong personalities that were reflected in the characters in those books. So I have another one for you. I don't know what number we're on. I've lost it. <laughs> Who was the first woman in Hollywood that you thought was a bitch and why? Okay, I, I really had to think back on this one. And it, it's not Hollywood necessarily. But one thing that really stood out to me was uh, the 1994 Winter Olympics. Ooh. When Nancy Kerrigan was taken out. And how all the media focused on Tanya Harding. And I remember thinking she was a terrible person. And listen, it's not to say that she's not without fault of any kind in this story, yeah. but I had no idea at the time there was a lot more to the story than I was seeing. You know, I was 13. Yeah. I saw what I saw and and that's how I interpret it. But um, for, oh, for Hollywood, I, I would go with um, Shannon Doherty. 
I love Shannon Doherty. Uh, look, I have nothing wrong with her now, but I think she was one of those first individuals because I knew yeah. her from Beverly Hills 90210. And her character was already, you know, I mean, it was 90210. Mm-hmm. And, and so while part of it was her character, there was talk about like drama with Alyssa Milano on Charmed and... And she was kind of known as this party girl, and and she got into fights with other women. Yeah. But honestly, like, looking back, I realized that I just mostly heard rumors and believed them. Well, that could be a stay tuned. Yeah, right? Maybe we should put her on the list. We shouldn't. I like Shannon Doherty. I think this is my last question for you, but it's an important one. So I'm an only child, and you have like a million sisters. So how did growing up with so many sisters affect your perspective on other women? Okay, so just so the listeners know, I have seven sisters. I also have three brothers, but that's not part of this question. The cool thing about my family is that we're blended, so we don't all have the same parents. And this affected who we were, who we are, and and how we grew up. It obviously still impacts us today. But... I think one thing it made me realize is that no two women are exactly the same. Hmm. I mean, all of us are different on levels of loud and quiet, introvert, extrovert, caregiver or not. And we all react to news differently. We all learn differently, etc. This has helped me better be able to look at things from different perspectives now uh, and, and then. And when I can't, when I'm struggling to see things from a different perspective, they show me how. They share with me how they see things. And that helps me remember that not everybody sees the world the way I do. I want sisters now. That's really sweet. <laughs> Listen, my sisters would all adopt you in a second. And that's yes. that's the beautiful thing about a blended family is that we don't even hesitate to take people in as our family. Mm. Um, found family is family. Friends are family. You don't have to be blood to be family. Oh, I love that. All right, everyone. So <laughs> that's a little bit about us. Now let's talk about the podcast. I mean, we've talked a lot about us. <laughs> Let's tell you about the podcast. So we're going to be covering real world individuals, women throughout history, fictional characters, and general topics about different groups of women and their big reputations. We want to break down lies that were spread, misconceptions that were perpetuated, evidence that wasn't available, and general changes to the perception of women over time. I mean, our society has changed in the last decade, but I mean, if we look back to the last century and even beyond, there are a lot of changes in how women are perceived. We've got a lot of great names lined up, and we're happy to take suggestions for more. But for now, who are we looking forward to covering? All right. Well, I'm looking forward to Monica Lewinsky, which, I mean, she's going to be our first episode, but she is the name that came up most often when we said, hey, everybody, this is what the premise of our podcast is. And they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, like Monica Lewinsky? Yes, like Monica Lewinsky. So I'm looking forward to that episode. Uh, I'm looking forward to covering Lydia Bennett when we do any fictional characters. She is the youngest sister in Pride and Prejudice. And I honestly think she's misunderstood. And I think we're also going to be talking about some general topics as well instead of only specific women. And one that I'm really looking forward to is the idea of how we judge women versus how we judge men. Hmm. 
What about you? So I'm definitely looking forward to covering Centoya Brown. There's a lot of things covered in her trial that I'd like to unearth, learn a little bit more about. For fictional characters, I'm looking forward to covering Millie Grant from Scandal. Mm-hmm. And I know we were talking about different topics. And the topic that I'm most looking forward to is judging women classy versus trashy. Because there are a lot of things that are really classy and good to do when you've got money. But just terrible, terribly trashy when you don't. And why is that? <sighs> so, you know, as that, as that alludes to, it's... um. There are different ways in which we can look at intersectional intersectionality, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, there is a race is a huge factor when we're talking about intersectionality, but social class and socioeconomic standing is also another thing. So I think that topic, classy versus trashy, will really touch on some of that. You said it like a smart person, and I said it like... Like a real person, person. (laughs) like a real person, you know, I mean, yeah, sometimes you said it like a teach. That's the thing. Sometimes I I will get kind of caught up in in the sort of academic speak. And I am here to appreciate you bringing me back down to earth. I'll bring you down to the streets real quick. (laughs) Be like, listen, teach out here in the dirt. That's not how we talk. (laughs) All right. That's going to be it for this introductory episode. Look forward to our first episode on Monica Lewinsky. Our second episode will cover Centoya Brown. And from there, you'll just have to keep listening to find out what we're going to cover. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at Big Rep Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Big Reputations Pod. If you prefer, we also have an email, BigReputationsPod at gmail.com. Only send love letters please. Or requests. You know, if you want to request for a woman that we should cover, please send that our way. Questions, feedback, actually send all of it. Yes. Honestly, we want to know what you're thinking. You know, are are you liking this? Are you wanting to hear more? Do you want to know about a specific individual or topic? We look forward to hearing from you. So please reach out to us in any one of those ways. You can subscribe to us on Stitcher. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Share us with your friends and family. If you're already subscribed, tell them to subscribe. Spread the word and be sure to leave a five-star review. All right. So until next time, signing off, Kim. Good night, good evening, and good luck. (laughs) All right. I'm going to stick with two words. Believe women. (laughs) 